Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Loud and Curious with Krista Rosa. I'm here with my very, very good friend, Ashley Hall. Hello. Um, We are in Washington Square Park. Um, As the sun is setting, it's actually very beautiful. It is. And I want to talk to Ashley about, um, you are like a super fan. That's what I would call it. I don't know what you should, how you describe it. No, I think I I would agree. Super fan is probably a... um, politically correct term <laughs> for it if you're a super fan of a lot of things and like the your passion for the things that you enjoy is very big yes and like some would say consuming mm-hmm. my <laughs> and, dad <laughs> and <laughs> so i want to talk to you about like wh- like where this comes from and like what's great about it mm-hmm. what's not great about it mm-hmm. and kind of it's just fun because like everyone that knows you well enough knows like what you're really uh, what you're really into and that you're like really into what the things that you really like you really like them a lot and you really are like a super fan of like certain things um so i don't know where this is gonna go but i yeah. just want to talk to you about it and i just <laughs> think it's very interesting okay. and i think that you'll have good insights on like why it is and you yeah Okay. I think I'm that's ready. really it. I'm game. Um, so, w- quickly, like today, like the big ones that you're really like invested in are obviously Harry Styles. Yes. M- all of One Direction, but like mainly all Harry of One Direction, but like but mainly, mainly Harry. Harry Styles. Yeah. yeah. At the moment. And like we have a running joke of like when I'm famous one day and you're my wardrobe stylist, that like one day mm-hmm. I'll be on like Jimmy Fallon and like so will Harry Styles and I'll be like, hey Harry, like. This member and Ashley, and you're going to, like, have a mental breakdown because you're yeah. going to, like, meet him and be able to actually talk to him mm-hmm. in, like, not a fan setting, but, like, a, a peer-to-peer yes. setting. And it's gonna, and it will be the best moment of my life. Because the biggest I'll be concern like, is meeting someone that you appreciate in a controlled setting that is yeah. not you're presented as a fan. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, like, how do you react? Basically, yeah. like, that. that's the concern there. Yeah. Um, and so, like, Harry Styles is a big one. Yes. Um, what, what else do we have? coming down the pipe that's like the big ones of right now like what do you really like like I think that like that's the biggest currently but I mean I I definitely go through ones attached to films so I would say like this summer has been like definitely like Marvel related like I've been very much like watching all the films been very all in on like the character Steve like Rogers um and like Bucky Barnes, sometimes it's the actor. So it's like Sebastian Stan has been like this kind of like the actor of the summer. Yeah, I've been like watching like all of his films. And I did that. I, he was in Itania. I watched Itania. I like I've watched it about like eight times in the last two months. Um, and then I would say like Chris Evans, like I did a deep dive on him where I've watched all of his like recent films. Um, so like it's often like based on like a film that might happen or like music you like, see them in a film and then you're like oh wait like let me yeah. something's doing here let yeah. me like let me let me get in on this yeah, yeah. we are like a friend of ours like we did uh leonardo dicaprio marathon which i wouldn't say is like that's more of a lifelong exception like yeah. like that's not well like, i mean it's like one of the most famous yes. actors of all time um, so like and, that's not like and an I'd say odd my first obsession perhaps would have been leo and i wouldn't say that's like rekindled necessarily now but her and i have been doing a deep dive on his films again so like we watched like for one weekend for another and then for another and like that's been fun yeah um, and then is it 
when you're doing these deep dives, are you like compare? It's because you're like watching his acting grow, or like yeah, like sometimes comparing, like comparing yeah, the films totally. to be like, this is what he did here, and it was at this. Like, are you looking at what's happening in the time that the film is being made, or are you just purely watching the film and yeah, being like, let I me watch like- him? I feel like there's definitely a lot of that. I mean, like, I've just always been fanatical. I don't know how to love things in moderation is the best yeah. way I would describe it. Um, and that's with friends. That's with music. That's with movies. It's really with anything. Like, people know how I feel about it pretty fast. Um, and I'd say, like, with film, yeah, it's, like, looking at the directors that, like, an actor's worked with. It's, like, nowadays it'd be, like, listening to the podcasts. It'd be, like, reading the books. It, like, when I was younger, it was definitely, like, I would read, the, like, the the book that it was based off of if it was a film that was based on a um, script like that was a book or I would like read the screenplay um, just like tracking down everything to its core like I would buy film scores or film soundtracks yes. like I own every soundtrack to a ni- like late 1990s early 2000s film when I moved it was a big thing where everyone like who was like friends with me in college was like you can't take all this to New York like and you were like watch me yeah like I like I have novelizations of like Big Fat Liar that was and a, that Mona was Lisa a, Smile that was something we talked about a lot yeah. was like you were like you remember whenever they would like make a book out of a movie like yeah. I had those <laughs> and I it's just like an insatiable desire to know as much as I can about something and you can't take a movie home with you back in the 2000s like it was like I saw it once in theaters my parents weren't going to like necessarily pay for me to see it again oh what can I do I can buy the novelization and read it over and over and over again and like live within this film at a later time yeah and you were you majored in English in college correct? so Mm -hmm. did that like come out of that because yeah I think so um like because that's basically you have to read like things that you know, you have to like really deep dive into certain books and definitely write I, about them, right? I remember instinctively, like if like if we're talking like first obsessions, it's definitely Leo. It's Titanic. Yeah. Like I had a heart, like I had the heart of the we ocean were necklace. Seven years we were old. Seven years old. Yeah. It was like completely like the biggest thing happening. Um, but also, I would say Hanson was one. Oh yeah. Um, the Disney, which is weird that like, cause like how, w- they had what two songs? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. That's the weird thing that I think about because I follow. There's a there's an Instagram about like everything, whatever the Spice Girls were doing yes. that day on like in 1997 yeah. or 1998, which like when you think about how big of a deal they were, but it was like really for just like a year. Yep. But it felt like they had 80 million songs, but yeah. in reality had like three, like they barely had like three really famous songs. Totally. And like I'd say Hanson's smaller even so than a girl group. And especially like a British girl group. Yeah. Like they had, they had all the merchandise and f- like stuff related. So like also the Spice Girls were huge to me. Like I had all the suckers like where you had like the, what like it was like you'd buy the sucker and then I feel like there was an image of them that came within the sucker. And then there, oh. there was like definitely like playing cards. Like I feel like that was a big like late yeah, 90s thing. Like a thing. trading card yeah. of them. Yeah. And I was definitely like always dressing up with my friends as like one of them. Oh, like what did you, you like, what did I, you do at recess when you were eight years old? You played yeah. Spice Girls. And like, hello. I, I'm a ginger probably in actuality in terms of like what I should have been but like I wanted to be baby spice. everyone wanted to be yeah. baby no everyone, one wanted to be sporty everyone, or scary no, no everyone wanted and like to be someone baby. wanted to be posh but like mm. but yeah um and so I feel like I don't know like it was those types of things were like my obsessions but my biggest I think eventually became Harry Potter which that was very much based in the like writing which I think like inspired and not that I didn't read, but, like, inspired an insatiable desire to read, read which then, yeah. like, eventually carried on into, like, middle school and then, like, wanting to be an English major. Yeah. Um, like, I remember instinctively in our fifth grade 
uh, no, it was sixth grade, sixth grade class, like our uh, teacher was like, hey, it's the end of the year. Um, I'd like you all to take your favorite book and then write your own interpretation of a scene. And then everyone was supposed to write two pages. I wrote 61 pages handwritten over the weekend and then like turned them in. And then, and like, your kept, teacher was like, "What on earth? earth oh, yeah, are like, you doing? what are you doing? Like, who are you?" Yeah. And and then I went home for the summer, and then I started like typing it up, and then was like, you know, like thinking in my brain about like what would happen to these characters. But it was definitely like a, oh, I just want to read all the time, and I just like want to know what happens like after this ends. Yeah, um, and then are you like? I guess it does kind of start because we were like really super fanatic like that when we were growing up it really was like a super fanatic thing and then that was like in sync and the Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. and like Hanson was like the biggest deal in the whole world for like a year for no reason mm-hmm. and like we had all these different kinds of things that we were that we were like that were like the biggest deal in the whole world mm-hmm. and we were all a part of that and I feel like you almost just like never that never stopped no. for you and it's funny because like, okay like Hanson was the first album that I instinctively remember asking for and getting for Christmas and had like a like very like I have a very like vivid memory of it but like I always say that my love of boy bands at 18 to now 28 is because I didn't go through that at eight like at age eight I didn't care about boy bands like I wasn't actually really into NSYNC or Backstreet Boys I I knew their songs they were playing on the radio but I was way more into Britney Spears Mandy Moore like like that kind of sphere like Jessica Simpson even um and more god like there were so many of those girl groups too but I wasn't really into boy bands so I think that everyone in their life yeah but I think that you can't escape it at some point of your life a boy band is going to come for you and like you're not gonna know there's nothing you can do there's nothing like you're just like oh I have to give myself to this hence we're jumping a few years hence hence we're jumping ahead but fast forward (laughs) to One Direction existing and you what flew to London to see them four times or something like that yeah we'll get into that I know but I I think that like it was like I remember I was 18 years old and very into Disney still. Like, I mean, that's like, you know, that goes from age eight until 18. I'm like extremely into Disney um, and I'm boarding a flight and I offhandedly before boarding the flight buy a Camp Rock dedicated like People magazine to like Demi and Jonas Brothers and then just like fell into that which then like from falling into the Jonas Brothers you get interested in Miley Cyrus you get oh, interested yeah. in Demi you were, Lovato you the Jonas like I like okay. it's like that's I think where it really starts and, and my dad would say it, yeah my dad would like make fun of me um, but like he thinks like that's like the gateway like that's where the, the financials come in like that's when you're like giving a lot of your time and energy to something and, and then just kind of continues to the better iteration which is One Direction um, yeah but. So okay, so Jonas Brothers is the gateway, and yeah. like Demi Lovato, like yeah. Camp. Okay, that was like I was way too old for like Camp Rock and like that. Well, it's the thing. It's like yeah. most people. I mean, like I will say, most people at age eighteen were like, "I'm going to college." Like I do not give a shit about a boy band, and I kind of had the opposite, which is really weird because I think a lot of my middle school and high school years were very dedicated to like. I wouldn't say like I was always a nerd, and I've never hidden that. But I liked Death Cab for Cutie. I liked music that Seth Cohen on the OC likes like I liked very much like indie driven rock bands and would have been embarrassed to admit to someone that I liked pop music and then 18 year old me who went to college was just like I don't want to posture anymore like I like this band and like I'm suddenly gonna fall off a cliff and I have a laundry basket with their face on it I have a a blanket on my college dorm room bed with their faces on it oh wait now I have 18 paintings that I have painted of them and I just was like you're just gonna embrace this because if you embrace it people can't make fun of you yeah like 
if I'm telling you that I know it's weird and I don't care and don't care, then you kind of can't, you can't really say anything. Yeah. Um, And then are you like, so, okay. So Jonas Brothers happens, then your Miley Cyrus happens, all that happens. And then like, when does one direct, how does that lead to then like one direction? Like, well, it's like one, I think that we both like know that like the way the sphere of like celebrity works is like one person leads to another, leads to another. It's just like a domino effect. And like in the music industry, for sure, they all know each other. Um, by the end of my college years, so like I would say my senior year, I actually had no obsession. It was like too much was happening. Like no time really. I I'd say like Jonas was falling apart. They, um, they had basically had a failed album that didn't go anywhere. And the one was getting married and then the one was like, and so it was like that reality show. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, everything was sort of like splintering. And I definitely like had bands that I was still into, but I was just, that was kind of missing, I guess. Yeah. I think the closest thing I had the second semester, my junior year, was like the social network. Um, and so it gets to 2012. It's the summer. A friend of mine, her younger sister, hands me a One Direction CD that she mixed for me and puts like a Justin Bieber track at the end. And I, it was weird for me. I didn't actually look into them as people. I just spent the whole summer listening to this album, like around the clock to the point my brother wanted to break it. Um, and was just like, can you find a new album to listen to? And then, uh, like, I'd say, like, the big thing for me was their movie, which is, I think, where most people kind of really discovered them, is that there was a documentary that was made by Morgan Spurlock and his team. It's It was, like, I think that there's 900 hours of footage they never, like, even released. That's Um, insane. And you're, like, release it. Oh, I'm, like, please, during this hiatus, give that to me. 900 hours, I'll, like, (laughs) watch all of it. it. Yeah, Um, 100%. But there was definitely, like... I went to the documentary and then you find yourself on YouTube and like YouTube is made for these moments of like digestible 10 minute videos of funniest One Direction moments or like whatever you're into really. But it was like, oh, this is tailor made for me to completely spiral. And, you know, then you grab a few friends and then you're all into it and you're, you know, talking about it together and then you're. You know, and then it doesn't become just an obsession that you have. It becomes like a friendship thing where it's like, oh, like, well, Lauren and I, that's a, like, you know, we go and grab beers and like we have we have all these other interests. But we also like talk about that for like, you know, a little bit uh, like a, a part a large part. Yeah. Of the, yeah. Are you and so like what was it do you think about one direction that you like you just love the lyrics or was it like like what was the what was the. I think we make a, we make a joke that there's a picture of Lisa Simpson reading like a yes. wannabe Tiger Beat magazine, yeah. like a generic Tiger Beat, and it's called Non-Threatening Boys. Yeah. And and I'm like, this is you if I've ever oh, seen completely. it in my whole life. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that with the band, it's like it's it's. I don't know. It's multi-layered. Like I think that with Jonas Brothers, I was definitely interested in the lyrics. It mattered to me a lot, and like the friendship I discovered, like was important but I think that with One Direction that was the internet I feel like was really a good space for me in like 2012 it's like it felt safer like you know like high school me is like going online but is also very nervous and doesn't is shy and doesn't feel confident enough to really voice my opinions anywhere. Well, and it's like young, when you're younger, you think that like everything that you do, like defines you as a person. Yes. Right? But I was a lurker. And like, so by the time that like 2012 hits, I'm into the spam, but I'm also like, I'm a 21, 22 year old woman. And I was on Tumblr and Tumblr really works best it, when you like, find, I feel like Tumblr is a good place yes, for like super fan. It is. Yeah. Right? And so I, I'm into their album. Like, like I said, I listened to that album 
dead. Like I like would listen to it so, so, so much. And so it was the lyrics, it was their voices, but it was also their personalities once the documentary hits. But then it also became about like this, like these intelligent women that I found online through Tumblr, where at first it starts like, you know, you type in a word, you're searching that word, but then you start to find, and in 2012, it really was. There was a lot, a lot, a lot of Tumblr accounts dedicated to people who were following the band. And like-minded women who were my age who lived near me and who lived all over and I feel like that was really what it came to was like I wanted to sign in to know what those women were talking about like what they were tagging what they found funny like what we were talking about outside of like even the boys um yeah but it was like the sense of community which then extended to twitter which then extended to like oh now I follow you on instagram so like I know who you are in real life and now I'm going to meet up with you at these shows. But, like, it does, it starts with the lyrics. I mean, like, the first album isn't, like, I I wouldn't say the first album is like that, but the second, the third, the fourth. Once like, they got their, like, r- their Once feet. they're writing, yeah. like, they, that's where it all starts, is, like, okay, well, actually, it does matter that, like, Harry wrote that song, and, like, that lyric is about, like, this person. And, oh, I know that Louis has been dating his, like, girlfriend Eleanor for four years, and they just broke up, and, like, this album like is dedicated to, to that, that yeah. um or like more predom- like predominantly is like when zane leaves the band their last album isn't about like heartbreak and losing a girl that whole album 100 percent is about like losing him yeah um so <laughs> and so like and then whenever like for okay so for example so you see these you meet these other people and then like and some of your friends like i've met a few of your mm-hmm. friends that you've actually met from literally yeah. being both being super fans of yeah. the same thing and like meeting on the internet to then translating that into like meeting in real life mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. going on basically like a date a friend date yeah. and then like becoming your really really good friends with someone that you're really actually close to and like one of your yeah cuz like it's like online i would say it's like at that point all these girls like okay like we've shared gifts like we're sharing stories like eventually like there's enough personal information online about you that like you begin to do stuff about them but like I would say I was I went to a few shows which is how I had first started like being like okay like I'll meet you in the parking lot and like we'll like connect for a few minutes and then like I have my own tickets like I'll go inside like whatever but like eventually really I think there was a make it break it moment when I moved here where I was like there's these girls that like I know are online and I know that they live by me and I might as well just reach out and say like I actually think that you could be a really great friend and it would extend beyond this interest we both have and like I actually maybe just want to get to know you outside of that yeah um and yeah and like one of my best friends in the city like I met yeah on Tumblr and I literally just reached out and was like hey I'm moving in two weeks I'm like kind of nervous about it do you want to like grab drinks and then it became oh wait like we should just grab drinks all the time all the time (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) like I'm not going anywhere and like are you are you glad that you made those friendships like those and it really and some of them really have like lasted like beyond the like oh we're both like obsessed with the same thing and it's really been like oh you actually you're like a really great person definitely and I think that like that's most of the internet if you take the time like especially because what happened too is that I kind of hooked up with like a music community on Tumblr who then like this collection of girls started a music blog and it was about like I became like a staff writer on the blog and like was involved with that and then therefore like we were more in constant communication about work like and like not work in the sense we were getting paid but it was like no we're writing like we value each other's opinions and we want to like make each other stronger writers and so like that also was a part of it it was like when I moved here it was like oh well one of these girls is also written and 
I want her to read more of my work. And like, yeah. I feel like with all of them, it very much is like, you know, I don't, I don't talk to all of them on the phone as much anymore. We don't all text the same amount as we used to, but I still hear from them. And like when big life stuff happens, like they reach out. You know about yeah, it. And yeah. like, I can stay with them. Like when I've traveled, like I could reach out and stay. Like there's definitely like different things where it's like, I don't know. Like we, we do still matter to one another outside of like one direction as an interest. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is like you, and then I feel like even if, especially if it's like with music, they're like, Oh, actually like here's this new album that mm-hmm. I just like was listening mm-hmm. to. And it's actually really great. Like, I think you guys would all like it. Like, yeah. you, right. You're then like trading other Absol- fandom things Absolutely. that you're like, and you're like, maybe you'll be into this. Maybe you'll be into this. Yep. And like, I'd say when one direction went on hiatus, like a big uh, fear that I think a lot of us had is that we would all like, that that sense of community Have would immediately like, disintegrate. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, it really, yeah, it's definitely morphed. It's definitely changed. I'd say actually a lot of the One Direction community has gotten into hockey, but it's definitely. Into, into hockey? Yeah, into hockey. Like but the NHL? Yeah, absolutely. Wh- why? <laughs> I mean, men, like playing sports. Like, oh. like the dynamics, I think, are there. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, but like, again, like they've started a podcast like several of the women that like I was close with like have started a podcast together like it's definitely like because again it all comes back to like the sense of community that they're trying to find with one another and like it's less I think that people sometimes it's like with tailgating at a football game or like guys who do that yeah, every weekend like you're like it's about the it's about the game but it's also about the people you get together with every Saturday to watch that game yeah and that's I think what mattered about 1D at the time and like what still does to me is like that like that community that I built um, and those women that I know and well, those friendships that I still have and not to like degrade it at all but like whenever something like when some like drama happens you're mm-hmm. like oh my god yeah. like, can you believe this we all need to have like a discussion about this because it needs to be discussed um, and then well, like if you're coming yeah. to me with that I'm like what no, like no, who totally, totally. They're t- date who's what who's that person like they're dating who like what yeah. like why is this important or, like why is that drama like I don't get the so- yeah. I don't know the story I don't know the back yeah and you're like well back in the day whenever you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like you don't need to explain it to them you can just like all like well, and I think that's been some weird about the splintering of a community is like summer 2015, I moved to New York, One Direction announces that's their last album as a band until their hiatus, and, you know, Louis suddenly fathering a child, and I still had that community be like, what is what happening? What is happening? Like, what is happening? What is happening? Um... And I think that's harder now. Like, I think it was it would have been, like, a year and a half ago. But, like, when Liam announced that he was having a baby with Cheryl Cole at the time, I was like, there's less people to talk to about this right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had a lot of people in summer 2015. Yeah, like, I have less people now. Yeah. And you're, like, looking around, like, hello? hello? Yeah. Like, please. Yeah. Like, we need to discuss. <laughs> yeah. So then this now, like, okay, so you have this community and you're doing mm-hmm. other things. But then this then translates into, like, this isn't the only area of your life that this like overtakes. Like you're spending a lot, you spend a lot of your time Mm -hmm. and a lot of your money going to concerts. Yes. And that's something that obviously we, I have interviewed you about before. I don't know if this will air before or after that, but Mm -hmm. you spend a lot of your time going to concerts and that's a big part of your life and you're constantly seeing shows. How does that speak to me a little bit on that for just like in general and then we'll get more specific. I think some of that is growing up in the Detroit area. I think that it's, partly coming from a place that has like a heavy like reliance on music and live music and so to me specifically I actually don't think that it's weird that I see as much music as I do yeah. I think that people are more surprised when they get I to know I, and, like, and I, I don't think it's really weird either it's just like a thing that you really but, like to do but it is like 
I think that like high school me found it important. There was like a venue like in my hometown. I think that college it kind of dissipates because like I was further away from venues. Um, and like I did, I saw the Jonas Brothers twice in a year. And I think at the time to my family, that seemed like a lot. Like my family little was like, little, little, no, little did they, did they know. know. Um, but I, I went twice and like, I remember specifically spending my, you know, like my own money and they were like, what are you doing? Like, I don't understand why you need to see the same show twice. Yeah. And I would say that leads to 2014. I saw One Direction five times in one year, but I flew to London to see them for the first time ever, which that's like, I think the big big ticket that yeah, people remember. Yeah, it wasn't like, I'm going to London and they happen to be there. You literally were like, I am booking a flight yeah. to go get to this country <laughs> to go to this concert. To put some context, I had studied abroad there. I had a network okay. of like, I did have, like, I knew my way around. I wanted to go alone because my friends couldn't afford to travel. And I thought to myself, okay, what's the best way for a young woman to travel by herself to a foreign country? It's to, I can't be hitting up the bar every night by myself. That's no. not exactly safe. No. Nope. So if I. Plus like boring. Boring. Yeah. So if I book a concert a night, like I went the same week that John Mayer, Justin Timberlake, One Direction, and then two other smaller venues, Coco and Roundhouse would have like performers. And I. But I did. My first night was the One Direction show. And I just... And that was the first time you ever saw them live. First time. And I kind of had a sense of, like, go big or go home. Like, what's the point? And, like, at that point, I've been on Tumblr. The best way... I've been with their first album for about two years at that point. But I had spent one year online, like, with this community of women. And I was like, I... They're real people to me, to a certain extent. But I haven't seen them visually live. And so I think that... I had a ticket for later in that summer because the way that concerts like this work, you buy a ticket like a year in advance. So like I knew my friend Lauren and I were going in August, but I was just like, it's just not enough. And so I flew, I bought a StubHub ticket of why I literally told four friends I was going. I was very like leery of going and then it not working out. So I booked the trip, get there, post to Facebook. Oh, I've made it. I'm inside. And then I just go dark. And that's like how most of my family finds out I'm there. That's what most of my friends do. But it was the best concert. <laughs> like, it didn't matter. I was alone. Yeah. I was on the pitch of Wembley with 90,000 other people seeing a band I love perform songs that I enjoy. And, you know, it felt like Beatlemania. I mean, it was. like, And yeah. it still is. But, like, seeing that band at that, at that time, time. In that place. In that place specifically, it captured that essence of, wow, this is sheer pandemonium. Yeah. Um, it was, it reminds, uh, the one thing I can like in that, too, is, like, I saw Lady Gaga do the Monster Ball tour, like in when she was the most famous human being on the face of the planet, mm-hmm. and all that anyone was talking about, and like the, hearing the screams of yeah. the people like around me, I'll never be able to like. No. You can't forget like, it. No crowd will ever be loud yeah. enough. Never. Like, do you know what I mean? And I remember being like, "This, she is the biggest thing in the entire world right now, yeah. and it was the best concert I've ever seen, and probably will ever see." I think that that's the thing with them. It's like. I feel a lot of protection of their music, um, but also, like I said, of the community, but it's also of, like, these young girls. Like, I, you know, Beatlemania is something that, like, has, mm, like, we talk about a lot, but I feel like it's not talked about enough. Like, Rob Sheffield's book points it out. But young girls are what made the Beatles. The Beatles are a boy band. To a certain extent, like, if we're looking at fan base, like, the Beatles were, like, one of the first iterations of a boy band. And I, being in that space where it's 90,000 young women losing their minds over these boys that are on every screen in their house. 
was like beautiful and yeah. and, made, and continues to be beautiful like my two best friends from home both guys like went and saw harry styles just a month ago both of them texted me and one of them was like I have never been in a louder place in my entire life. And like he goes to many concerts, goes to many football yeah. games. And he's just like, I have never been in a louder stadium ever. And then the other texted me and was like, no one's going to the bathroom. He was like the attention of like these girls to this stage and to everything that's happening. Like he was like, I've gone to Paul McCartney and people have like at least sat down yeah. or at least like looked at their phone for a second. He was like, everyone is enraptured. And I was like, yes, that's how it is. Like you're in it for those two and a half hours. You don't want to be anywhere else. Yeah. Um, um, speaking of being in it, you recently went to see Harry Styles. Mm -hmm. Like what, how many, you like followed him basically. Yeah. So I did four times in a week, which, again, like, it's just, like, within the One Direction and, like, now Harry Styles community, like, that's small. And I think that's the thing that's, like, at the time, like, going to, like, One Direction for five times in one summer, like, one friend ti at the time jokingly was like, you've seen your, like, One Direction more than I've seen my boyfriend this summer. And I was like, I'm sorry. You're like, okay. <laughs> like, you're like, and your point is? Yeah. yeah. But, like, five times felt small. Like, there's girls that go and see them 20 times in the summer. Yeah. And so it felt like... It's an addictive thing, like, and I know that about myself. Like, I definitely have that, where like I, I am obsessive, and like, it is an addictive feeling to be in a venue, and you want to bottle it, and like, why not just go to the next show? And like, they made it easy the summer of One Direction, where it'd be two shows back to back, so it was always easy to see a second show, yeah. Which is why I saw so many. But with this, yeah, I, I managed to work that entire week, but I went to Boston, I went to MSG twice, and then I went to DC. Um, and, and you saw Harry Styles. It was all Harry Styles. All Harry Styles. the same show. Like, same, same show, show with little... Little variations. Yeah. But, like, again, it's, like, people ask, like, oh, well, isn't it the same set list? And it's, like, yeah, this isn't Fish. Like, they're not changing the set list, and it's not going to be a jam band. But I would say that, like, as someone who has a repetitive person, like, I, like, want that. I'll listen to a song a hundred times in one day, and I don't blank. It's, yeah. like, I want to see that same song. Yeah, like, I want to see wanna the see same see concert, because I loved it the first time. I, I want to see it again. It. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it's, like, he has a different outfit, and, like, I want that different outfit. But mostly, it's, like, I want to see that thing that I loved again. Yeah. And then again. And, and again. And again. And <laughs> again. Yeah. yeah. And it was sad. Like, I had to cut out Detroit and Chicago this year, which is, like, normally my mainstay shows. And I couldn't go. And it was like heartbreaking. Yeah, um, but you saw him four times. So I know like, that was better than just once <laughs> or zero. I know, but and still, like, I, and but like it's also funny because to a certain extent, I saw him six times this year. Like if we're being honest, I saw him at Radio City in uh, September. I saw him in January when he opened for. Well, he was like a part of a Fleetwood Mac event. Yeah, and then which was star studded. Which was star studded. Yeah, and then I also saw him four times. And like I would have gone to Fleetwood Mac regardless if he was there yeah, or not. Yeah. But he was there, so it's like I've actually seen him six times this year and like that I'm in a very privileged like lucky you know yeah situation that I've been able financially now, to do that speaking you keep setting it up perfectly keep, speaking of privileged mm -hmm. how does this affect your wallet like oh, it's it hard because like it's it's hard like what are you skimping out on or do you have like a certain tip or trick that you do that like lets you spend this money on I would and, say like, going into debt is a Oh, going into an, debt. An answer that you can completely say because that oh. would be my answer for almost <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh, I would say partly like, so the time that I went to London specifically, I was working in insurance. I was living at home. I was in a financial position where like. Oh, I, you're like, let me just save up oh, this like money. And yeah. then I'm like, good. I, I was living at, like, it was just like very different. I was saving to move to New York. That was like my main thing. But I was like, since I'm saving to move to New York, 
I would also like to do one thing within this two and a half year period that's like really like shellfish and about me. Yeah. Um, and like I did go abroad. I would say now it's definitely like it's partly it's like going into the savings and then also going into like a little bit of debt. Yeah, like putting it on your credit <laughs> um, card sometimes, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Which also, I'm the king of that. So like you're good. Yeah. But and it's also just like I do cut off like other things like with like I would say for like a summer like I know that this summer particularly I really am not leaving the city like I like I'm not except for like family stuff yeah and then I don't really go to shows like actually the way that my summer works is I go to shows from like the fall until like I feel like generally it's like May because I don't go to festivals like it's not really like that's not the thing I love like I like seeing an artist one person at, in one it, venue yes. and then you're and done. I like them getting my full attention but I yeah. don't really love splitting my time at a festival so that means that like I kind of financially like in the summer go dark in that sense yeah so you're actually saving um, that money then and it's, this sounds bad too but it's also with Harry Styles it's really non-negotiable like I'm gonna get the ticket that I need and I but I also think like Taylor Swift for instance like I'm going to this weekend that ticket was almost twice the price of a Harry Styles for what was a really good seat. Like his shows are priced appropriately and One Direction always was too. Yeah. In that to like allow for the mass market. They to like, really were though. Like yeah. whereas in Taylor Similar to Garth Brooks, yeah. every single ticket is sixty five dollars. Yes. And it doesn't matter if you're in the first row or the nosebleeds which you're paying sixty five dollars. Which is great. Yeah. And I think that with them they've always known that like a family is going to come potentially of like four members. Yeah. And so like, how do we make They can't spend a thousand dollars on tickets. No. Um, I've definitely been financially in situations personally where I get a little crazed, uh, <laughs> as my father would say. Um, and so like, I went to, like I went to a show, called, like it would have been like, it was probably 2014. I think it was maybe 2015. And I was like, that wasn't good enough. My seat was like too far away. Yeah. I like, want to upgrade. Redo. Yeah. Like redo. Yep. Yeah. And so split second decision, I buy a ticket to be end of the catwalk, second row um, in Chicago. And I, and I, and I paid for it. You know what I mean? Like I paid quite a bit. Was it like crazy? Some people would say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would say. No, but it's no. a really good seat. Uh, what do you expect? really yeah. good seat. If you go to a Broadway show and you get in the orchestra, you're literally spending 400 yes. fucking dollars on a, on a seat. Absolutely. And so it's like. I think that's And that where... could be to a show that you don't even fucking like yeah. at the end of the day. You <laughs> yeah. can walk out of it and go, that wasn't even that good. Oh, and like with this, I always know. Yeah. But I, I think what I know now is I, with with the shows that just happened, I bought those tickets in September for July or June. I bought them at face value so that they, I think my my whole thought process is that's never something I'm going to be that I, could, I will regret and I might as well sell later, but I'll buy them at face value because my thing that I used to do a few years ago was like oh I like I realized I wanted to go to more and it's like no just realize you actually want to go to four and buy them at the price they should be rather than spending a lot of money for them um for DC, what do you mean by that like to like, so like face value as in like when they first yeah, go on sale like, yeah so it's like, like buy getting them right for, away buy it for a hundred dollars now if you need to sell it later because like production you can crazy, sell it for like 150 or something yes, right because then like as it gets closer you can sell them for more money right totally and also, like, be happy with the seat you get. Like, there's a lot of, like, talking to myself where, like, I went to two shows this this year. And, like, your friends dictate that. Where, like, my friends wanted to go to the MSG shows with me but didn't want to pay to possibly get a better seat. And so, like, we sat further back. And, like, just, like, accepting, like, okay, like, that's going to be the case. And, like, yeah. I went to two shows alone. And for one of those shows – oh, no, actually, it was just one show. One show I went to alone. And so I upgraded my ticket. You were like, okay, I'm – yeah. Uh, yeah. I sold off my ticket. And then I paid for a better one. And 
it was worth it. But like, I think mostly it's just being like, be happy where you are. Yeah. What are some things that you that you feel that you often give up to like afford? Is there anything that you're like, oh, I can't like do this, or like I kind of cut this out so that I'm not spending the money on this, or is that not true? Um, no, <laughs> it is and it isn't. Like, I'd say like I am. I feel like being three years into New York, I maybe too much live by like this is just something I want to do. Yeah, and I'm gonna like possibly financially regret it like later, but I am. Like, I'm very caught up in, like, wanting to have fun and, like, like I moved here for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, I spent 25 years of my life, like, looking from afar at what New York meant and, like, what was playing and, like, what was happening. That there are moments where I, like, am, like, well, damn, like, that Broadway show is happening. I think often, though, I try to be, like, you're going to rush tickets. You're going to use today ticks or you're going to, like, pay for that show and then not do something over the weekend. Like, I would say mostly Yeah, like be a hermit my, for the rest of the week and, like, not yeah. make plans or, like, yeah. I'm a homebody, so yeah. as much as I am out, I don't think that people recognize I'm, I'm home a lot more than people anticipate. Yeah, you're not, like, then, like, the next no. day, like, getting drinks with your friend and then, like, no. talking about the concert. You're, like, at yeah. home, like... I'm at recouping. home and I'd say like my weekends, like I do things at night, but I'm like not doing the brunch during the day. Like, I, like there's things that I cut yeah. out to make it financially feasible. But I also think that it's like not always drinking at the shows. Like there are certain shows that I do, but there's also shows where I'm like, you're not going to get that $10 yeah. beer because that's only yeah, adding like when on we to went this. to Lord, I don't think I drink at all. Yeah. And, and like that becomes like my first summer here because I didn't have work yet. I went to one show that summer and I didn't drink at it. Like there are yeah. things where it's like, that doesn't have to be important. And I would say, at One Direction shows, like, you are you don't want to go to the bathroom, so you don't really drink that much. Yeah, well, like, uh, that's like, we went and saw Angels in America, yes. the best thing I've ever oh. seen on the stage. It was yeah. amazing. it was amazing. Um, and, like, literally, we were like, well, we have to just, we have to, like, dehydrate we from do. 6 p.m. Remember, we were like, yes, it's four I was, like, hours Ashley, each night. I screamed across, like, the our, we were working together, and I was like, Ashley, it's 5.30, like, no more water. And we were like, okay, like, pour out your water. Because yes. we were like, we can't pee during, All those like, people who are getting cocktails is insane to I, me. No, and we looked at them, and we were like, I don't know what they think they're fucking doing no yeah four hours can't yeah. go to like let's be real there's intermissions but like there's no time to go to the bathroom no no um, yeah we had to dehydrate before yeah yeah so i feel like that's another thing is just like financially being like okay like when do you need merch when do you not need merch yeah. when do you something need i've been learning beer? from you something yeah. i've been learning from you yeah <laughs> yeah but like where where can you cut the cost yeah and like where when is it worth actually spending the money yeah um what Okay, so I kind of want to transition into, mm-hmm. like, what, how, like, when I come to you or when we talk about things, you are so knowledgeable about, like, oh, well, they used to be dating this person, and now, and they wrote this album, and it meant this. Like, you've even mm-hmm. said that, like, what, mm-hmm. four or five times now in this thing, like, explaining to me, like, what different albums meant and mm-hmm. who why they wrote them. And, like, those are things that I, like, never am getting at. Like, mm-hmm. maybe for, like, one or two people. Mm-hmm. Or, but like, I'm never at that level where I like know everything about mm-hmm. like an album or like a celebrity or a thing where I'm like knowing all of their dealings. And like, if I do, most of the time it's because you have told me. <laughs> so, like, how, what are your tips or like, what is your normal process? Like, even it doesn't have to be super intense, but like, what's an overview of your process into like really when you're like, oh, I really love this fandom or I'm really becoming a fan of something? Let's give it an example. Um, and this can be fictitious. Like, mm-hmm. say that there's a movie. Like, what's a movie that's out right now? Um, um, I don't know. Should I go? Should I go? Hit movie or um, smaller film? I don't know. Okay, so like, Mission Impossible Fallout. No, that that's not. <laughs> no, God, no. Cannot. Wait. Let's say like. Let's say like. 
so let's say Angels in America. Okay. Let's just give that example because that's something we experienced together. Yeah. So we see the play and then we really, and really loved Stone it. And Emma Stone was possibly there. <laughs> Wait, was she there? No, when no, we I'm were kidding. There? Oh no, my god! Because like that would be the big controversy from that show specifically was like Emma Stone went to four of them in London, and but supposedly Andrew Garfield and her are over. But how do but you one know would this? suggest that they are Th- still they are very still much in love? T- in love because <laughs> no one sits through Angels in America four, four times. times. No, four yeah, times. God no. Yeah, it's too sad. Yeah, and like you're supporting your friend once because like yeah. they got a paparazzi picture of you at yeah. the fucking theater, so like you're and maybe good. you see it twice because yeah. like you really need to see that performance again. But no, four which times. Like, which would do like which I would do. Yeah. And I'm not, I wasn't no. in love with anyone on the stage yes. like, in a personal way. And like, and, um, like, how do you know those things? Um, I'd say. Give me your overview. You know what I mean? Do you, God, know, do you know what I'm it's asking? Like it's, yeah, no, I do. It's just, it's so like innate now. It's like, it seems so weird, but like, I think that I have an insatiable nosiness. Um, yes. one would say, but also it's just like, again, it comes back to like the knowledge thing of just like like wanting to get my hands on anything that I can. And so like if I'm listening to an album or I'm reading a book, like yes, on one hand I should take it at face value. And a lot of people like mirror their own life onto an album, which mm-hmm. I definitely do too. But I want to know, okay, well that paparazzi shot that people magazine put up or like that photo that Vulture just like exposed, like all of that means something. And like piecing together the timeline might take a while. Like I'm not saying like, it might be like, Oh, I noticed that like six months ago, but now like suddenly it, in a, it's in a different context. And it makes sense. Yeah. And it now. makes sense. Yeah, Pieces of puzzle. Yeah. Much in like a true crime documentary. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's just like piecing all those like things together. And I, and sometimes like, not it's not fact like uh, there was just like a buzzfeed article that was written about this but it's like yes not all i'm not saying it's fact but you're looking on like vulture you're looking on like the blogs you're looking on like like are you have do you have a google alert for some people do you have like i actually don't but but i would say that i get push notifications sent to my phone for certain people got Um, it so like like you know like if they're it might not be like I don't have Vulture sending me tweets, but like I have like the actual star, which I think that like that's that's on the Twitter, change. On Twitter, like, yeah, but like that's okay. the change I think in the last like that we've seen in the last fifteen years is like I actually don't need to spend as much energy and time theorizing. Yeah, like this isn't this isn't two thousand two. Like it's like people give it to you. Like it's like oh well, Justin Bieber's album is about Selena Gomez because all of his Instagram photos are about her. Yeah. And like around the time of like both of their albums dropping, it was like, oh, this is so clearly about her. And like your album is like a retaliation to his. And I feel like that's what we're, we're living in an interesting era where like a photo that was taken six months ago of like Lord and Jack Ananoff hanging out suddenly has a very different context when like suddenly he's like no longer in a relationship and then she's you know, at her and they show. were just spending a lot of time yeah. together writing and their like, album, yeah, and then at her show, he gets brought out to sing songs with her, and they're like and being kind of cutesy, not totally. like overly weird or anything, but like, but like we I don't like, have to oh. do much to, yeah. and I'm not saying it's all fact, but it's like you're handing it to me actually, like for the first time ever, like they really have the like power to be like controlling what I'm thinking, I Versus, think. like, just reading it in People or Us yes. Weekly, right? and a publicist might still be doing it from their Instagram, but it is, like, that's where I'm going to now. Yeah. Or that's how, like, I can theorize... I would say, like, that That was actually harder, but, like, Harry's album, I mean, they hit it pretty well, but, like, he dated Kendall, and a lot of that album, as much as I don't want to think about that, is about Kendall Jenner. Yeah. Um, and 
how weird that is. <laughs> yeah. But but it's like those are the things that you can piece together. So and like you a know. Twitter notification situation but, going on. But like I, and like I think that's always been fun though, because like it's like Fleetwood Mac's albums are so fun because of the inter drama that happens. Oh no, a hundred percent. But it's definitely yeah. like you you pick up on it. I think in the 1970s, 1980s, it might be through a newspaper. I just think now it's interesting that it yeah. comes from the band itself. Got it. Um, so okay, so in your case. You're watch. You're looking yeah. at Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. You're looking at Harry Styles. You're. What are you doing? You're looking at his Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. He has a Twitter. I'm I assuming. I would say it's funny how he's in the last like three years post like the hiatus of the band. Um, each member's handled it differently. He's gone very rogue. Like if he he's like has like a very 1970s 1980s like mystery about his like Instagram and Twitter. Um, and very much because I think they they got too big too fast. He wanted to take control back, so you actually can't find out. I would say nothing about him. Oh, um, really? It's like in terms of like he'll post an Instagram, but it will be. It's not on the same level as a Bieber or a Selena. Not, it has. N- it's like no caption most of the time. Yeah. Sometimes it has a caption that's just the place they're at, the date. But it's like the mystique of it's like not you like, don't know. Well, but it's also like it's not. It's like for him to just post himself. It's like him yes. like having. It's him being a normal person on Instagram, yes. not like I'm but there's a n- famous person. So here's a but picture. Def- yeah, and like there's definitely like a wanting to have control over his self image, which is I'm not going to give you salacious imagery. You're not going to see me drunk. You're not going to like those things might be filtered in my Apple Music documentary a year and a half later. Or versus like a, versus like a. Miley Cyrus, yes. like deep throating a corn cob. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, and you're or like a Bella Thorne who's like, oh my God. So like basically Instagram is my whole outlet. So I'm going to be giving you six pictures a day. His is like very different. So it's like, you're not getting a lot. The tweets and the Instagrams basically give you nothing. Um, but I okay. do follow them. And but so I'm saying for a lot of people, you're getting a lot from just from their social media. Yes, on absolutely. like keeping up with yes. their situations. And like, that's like the weird thing. People also like, I feel like, again, it's, like, the entourage. So, like, back in the day, and I still follow all of them, like, I follow all of Harry and, like, One Direction stylists. I follow... Oh, love like, love whenever I'm, like, following someone, yeah. and, I, and then I'm, like, oh, they're makeup artists. Rowan Blanchard they're, stylists. Yeah. Like, I follow her. Like, yep. it's, like, like, you or follow... Or the people that are their friends that you're, like, yeah. that person's attractive, and then you totally. follow... And you don't even know who they are. And, you're, um, and, like, or, like, you're, like, okay, so if your content's not giving me photos of you... I'm going to go to your friend friends. Is gonna, well, like, yeah. yeah, your friends going to. Because they're going to sk- slyly have you in the yes. back of their Instagram story. Okay. Yeah. All right. So go to the friends. Go to the friends. That's a tip. Yeah. Right? Um, what about like, like, so you're looking at stuff on Vulture. Like you always send me like a New yeah. York Times article or this. Are you checking that constantly? Or are you doing like a, a texture or like a, like a, are you doing like a newsletter that's giving you the best content? Yeah. I'm obsessed like, with reading you, online. But, but do you know what I mean? Are you yeah, like, yeah, yeah. how are you finding this? But just from going to the pages and like yeah. seeing what they're reporting on? I would say I'm actually maybe a little old school and that I do tend to go to the website. Like to check in and yeah. just be like, what's, what's doing I, here? I'll, if I like an outlet enough, I'm going to their direct page and I'm not, I'm not even relying on anything else. Um, like I check. Like Vulture you like a lot. I, like I'm compulsive. It's like bad. But like, especially because we all sit in front of screens no, but all that's, day. But I'm saying that's part of your like routine yeah. where I'm going on Instagram and looking at totally. something like that. You'd be like, oh, let me like go on Vulture real quick yep. and see what let me read that article. On. Like let I'm on go. Ringer. Someone would go on like a Radar Online or like yeah. a TMZ and be like, "What's totally. the deal?" Or like which, Page Six. Which I would say it's favorite. less. Yeah, like I'm I'm less about. I'm more about the scholarly article too. Yeah. Like I'm very much like I like stuff because I like how it can get redefined. 
like by reporters or by me. Like yeah. I like when there's a New Yorker article about something that I love or like when Pitchfork finally covered like One Direction four years in and then Brody Lancaster like wrote an article about it. It was like that's the contextualization of this thing that I love that I've been waiting for. And like someone's saying yeah. what I've been believing of yes. this and they're echoing my, what yeah. I think. And like that was like I think the big thing for me. Like I don't like – I don't love liking something in a – by myself. Yeah. I love finding other people who like it just as much. Which, and I like finding music writers who are talented at what they do, who can like provide a larger context to it. And dissect these things yes. in the way that you are by yeah. yourself, yeah. like listening to it a hundred times and really getting and into the lyrics. So it's like, I don't like, you know, like I like Halsey, but I'm never going to feel the same way about Halsey's album that I do about a one like direction album, which is partly a fandom issue for me. It's yeah. like, I'm not finding enough writers like compulsively writing about them whereas and i feel like sometimes the bigger you get like a lady gaga you're gonna find a lot about lady gaga there's a lot of people writing about her at all times and i think like that's for me too like the fun aspect of it um, and even like was it you that sent me that article about britney spears and like her family oh, yeah that was a really good that was read. that was and a really that was good something expose. i would have normally read but it was like about britney spears and like how she'll never be able to basically control her own money ever mm-hmm. again and how it's like actually like when you put someone as like a financial like mm-hmm. overlord or well, I don't yeah. know overlords like an extreme yeah. word but like I don't know what the term is like basically her father controls all of her money and so like and there's basically no way she can ever prove that she's sane enough to control her money and that her father won't mm-hmm. which is like actually kind of like an imprisonment yeah. in some ways which is like a very it was like amazing yeah. article but it's like that's not something that I would have normally clicked on and just been like let me just peruse through this but you that but it was it was amazing. Yeah. But like that's something that you're looking for. That's yeah. something that you're looking for actively on the internet. It's totally. not that like someone's emailing you a list of all the things. Like you're actively searching yeah. for these websites. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, the New York Times dot com. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> but like, but it's definitely like I mean, like we live in a great city too, just for like finding stuff. Like last summer, like NPR had an event where they like again like recontextualize the best fifty albums um, around the uh, or like, it was the best hundred. Um, but it was like from women, so like they took out. I read that. And yeah, and yes. so I like went and saw a panel of um, Ann Powers and Maria Sherman and a bunch of other writers talking about how they put together that list and what it really meant and like the the disagreements they had in the office yeah. and it was like that's that's what I want to be like, yeah. you and know what like, I mean like, me, I'm like, I'm like I really want to hear I about this yeah. yeah let me get um, into this argument tell me about totally what, yeah I want to like insert myself which I think again like comes from like uh, my confidence is getting better at that and like I'll like, sometimes like chime in on stuff online but I think that it's mostly like I just like being like on the like, well, I, I, like, I, be, like I like the, being around you it. like the debate of yeah. the thing and being like oh mm-hmm. this person really doesn't like this album because of a b and c but they really yeah. do like this part. yeah and like convincing uh sometimes like debating with someone about a record and, and convincing like and convincing them, them. Yeah. um like we have a friend who like eventually came around to the idea that like Niall and Harry were really good singers yeah and it's like that's the thing I often feel specifically with boy bands though is that people wrote them off because they never spent any time listening to them they heard what makes you beautiful but they didn't know another single and it's like I understand I have problems with what makes you beautiful um but you didn't if you didn't hear another song you might not know what what that band actually means and what they're like singing about yeah and you don't I don't know. Like, I want to, like, I want to convince you otherwise. Like, here's a B-side. And, like... What... And you... It see... You said yourself, you... At the end of the day, you, like, like... You want to be heard. Like, do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Just like Oprah says herself, Mm -hmm. all... Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, all we want to be is heard. Yeah. And, like, you want to be heard and be like, oh, no, you're right. This is interesting. Or Mm -hmm. one of these things that you really love is, like, actually really... I really like it as well. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Well, and I feel like that's, like, why speaking up because like normally it wouldn't have been something I would have done but like getting involved in the music blog writing about music then it was like I kind of did like reviews concert reviews so I would go to the concert and I would review it but then I also did like album reviews but it was about definitely like about like okay like I'm gonna like like this thing and appreciate it but I want I myself want to maybe try and test out like writing about it yeah um, and discovering like if I can what's one tip that you have for people if they really are like oh I really liked this and I, I like they saw a movie. Mm-hmm. They saw Call Me by Your Name, mm-hmm. one that we oh. really liked, love. obviously. And they were like, "I really love this, and I really want to get into it." But like, I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Like, how? What, what's one tip that you would give people to rise to your level of fandom and artistry in the sense? Because I, I really do think it is artistry the way that you insert yourself into something and really consume a lot of <laughs> like the yeah. con- but not even just consume yeah, yeah, the content, yeah. but really know yeah, yeah, it really yeah. well to the point where I'm like. How many times have I texted you and been like, what is this, colon, like, Mm -hmm. send a thing. And then you're like, okay, so, like, (laughs) and then you walk me through the entire, like, peaks Mm -hmm. and valley of the, like, situation that I then walk out being, feeling fully knowledgeable of Mm -hmm. the entire situation. How do you, give me. If it's with a film, I feel like I tend to like immediately hit up like podcasts. So I would go to like the ringer or I would go like, cause they have like a big picture podcast where they'll talk to the director and they'll interview the director. And generally like these indie movies that we're interested in or like sometimes big budgets, like they they'll talk to the director and like other podcasts also where yeah. it's like, okay, let's go to the source. Let's go to the, like, let's go to the writer. Let's go to the director. Like let's figure out like what they were thinking. And then from there it's like, okay, but the fashion of call me by your name, like, I want to figure out that. So I'm going to specifically like, I think Durga Chabot's wrote an article about the fashion for like a magazine, like last summer. And like, mostly I think it's like the minutia is important. It's like, okay, what was the thing I liked about the movie? But like, let's go small. So like, th- like the smaller we get, the more or like the soundtrack, like yeah. the soundtrack of that movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was like great. Sufjan so Stevens. Like- so like, let's pick it apart. Okay. Like Pitchfork definitely wrote about Sufjan Stevens, but also like Vulture did. And like, it goes on and on and on. And I think that it's just like, you got to like, you gotta like be not so broad. Like think of the elements that you really yes. like and zero in on those and Absolutely. learn about them. Or like with Itania, it was like, oh my god, the makeup and hair was incredible. I know someone has to have written about that, and then like finding out that Vulture did. And yeah. it was like, I feel like for me, costume designer like becomes really big with a film where it's like that's what I yeah. want to know about. I want to. It was even like with Isle of Dogs. I was like, I want to know about that. And like then like within that article, you're gonna learn about all these other dynamics of the film that you didn't even think and about. And then yeah, and yeah. like you're eventually gonna hit up maybe a podcast like and then it will tell you but I think that like it starts with like just go small yeah Um, what are give me three publications online that you enjoy and then three podcasts that you enjoy for this kind of thing okay um so channel 33 on the ringer is a podcast like channel 30 well it's the network I guess um but the big picture it's like Sean Fennessy's podcast he sits down with directors I think it's amazing it's called the big Uh, picture it's called the big picture like you can't if you type in the big picture that's not like what you actually follow you follow channel 33 but um his podcast like he talked to Paul Schrader about first reform like really any movie that you're gonna see this summer has a podcast already about it and he talks to them for 40 minutes and like they're very enlightening um I think a24 has a podcast right now. They're not updating enough. And I actually called them out and their intern, I think, liked my tweet. But, nice. um, <laughs> but they, I think that, like, they're a company specifically that, like, people 
people identify with their brand and their podcast puts their filmmakers together. So like there was one of Barry Jenkins talking to Greta Gerwig. Like that's an incredible duo. Like that's two people I really want to hear talk. Um, And so like that's a great podcast about like films. And then I would say I, this is going to be like a little bit, old school like in terms of like what they're talking about but I like one called the rewatchables which is like um they watch movies from the past like 25 years and I was like a little bit longer and it's just a panel of four people like going like deep and like into like they break it down into smaller sections but it's like here's like the scenes that are the best from the film like here's the scenes that don't work like this is some stuff that are like you know trivia from the film and like they're funny and it's, yeah. it's informative funny it's informative, entertaining though. but and you're like, like learning a lot yeah from and like, the, the, like uh, one recently about Jaws I was like there's so much about this yeah like that. then I listened to it and then I watched the Jaws documentary and then like making of and then and, you're spiraling from and there and then you're basically. spiraling yeah. you're spiraling like yeah. I always want to know more yeah <laughs> and and okay, then, another podcast. So, 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 Channel Thirty Three, the A Twenty Four, and then um, the Rewatchables. Those are the three. Got it. Okay, and then yeah. publications. Definitely the Ringer. Um, so formerly Grantland, but now the Ringer. It's Bill Simmons, um, and I think that like that's just like an incredible site. Um, and I would say next would be Vulture. I don't think they do enough like long form stuff, which long forms my. Like, I want more at all yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. You're um, like, give me this novel that's yeah, online. Yeah, give me this yeah. novel. Uh, and then I would definitely say probably The New Yorker would be next, just in terms of, like, really, like, nitty-gritty, weighty investigations of pop culture, which is really what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are you ever going to the source? Like, are you ever tweeting Harry Styles? Um, for funsies back in the day, like I, like me and my friend would definitely have like some like funny ones, but like, if you know, if you know that someone is interacting with fans, that's not really even worth it. Like I would say that that, that I don't even do now at all. Right. Like it's not at that point. It's not, you're not um, looking for like the retweet of the Harry Styles. You're not looking. A celebrity to me in a sense would be like Rob Sheffield from Rolling Stone, a writer and contributor. Like, okay, like, 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 you know, like. Matters to me. Like I see him at shows. I've tweeted him. I've he's liked them. You know, like things like that matter to me. Chuck Klosterman followed me for a day, and then I think unfollowed me because of One Direction, and that mattered. Like Chuck Klosterman's like my favorite writer. Yeah. Um, but I'd so say it's more. more like it's people more that, people it's, that you want to be. It's more writers. You know I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. More it's like, more just like oh god, yeah, like, like people that you see as peers in the fandom yeah. in the right. But even the, like yeah. those are reporters. Like nowadays are online just as much as we are. They're like anyone, but they're also looking for their story and they are interacting with the general public. So it's like, I'm not going to at a writer about a book I don't like. Like, that's really rude. But I'm going to, like, at them when I think that their piece was really good. And, like, yeah. that's the type of interaction I'm looking for. Like, I went – Stephen Hyden now writes for Up Rocks, and he has his own podcast called Celebration Rock. But I went to his book signing, and, like, I walked up to the table, and he was like, oh, Ashley. Like, he knew. He like, knew who he you were from like, the internet. From the internet. And, like, he'd interacted with me a few times, and it's not like I tweet him all the time, but there was enough, like, interaction for him to be like – Hey Ashley, like I know who you are, um, and like that's like that matters to me more. That's so a than, great day, yeah. Right? It, was, it was a great day, <laughs> but like, I think that like that's I don't necessarily. You're not looking for the Harry style to be like hi, like to you. No, because like, I think it would that be great. But it would be great, but I I do think that like at the like the level of culture that I know that I'm at, like I really just want to like sit around with other people and talk about 
the yeah. pop culture that I'm ingesting, not necessarily go to the actual source. And be like, I, I mean, love it'd be you. cool. Yeah. If <laughs> like, if like, you know, I could have a sit down with Lord or something and talk through her album, but like, that's not going to ideally happen. Yeah. So like, the best way to do but, it like, is this like, ex- that is like, yeah. talk to someone who like yeah. has sat down with her and yeah. you are like further talking mm-hmm. to that person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, any final thoughts? Anything? What would you say to yourself when you were young and you were still, when you were starting, like, you know what I mean? When you were little and you were reading Harry Potter and you were like, and you're, or when you bought yeah. the tickets to the Jonas Brothers and your parents were like, what the hell are you doing? What would you say to yourself as like a young fangirl? I think that it's like, be continue to be weird and like give yourself over to your like creative endeavors. So I do think that it's like the best part of my personality is that it is a little bit too much. Yes, I would agree. Her song. But yes. like but like the idea of like being a little too much isn't really important to me. Like I'm like I don't want to temper that down. Like I don't want to make myself smaller. I don't want to pretend that I'm not actively into the things that I'm in and I I've never regretted going to something really. You know, like I I think that I would just tell younger me to be like no you need to be like louder about it if anything. Yeah, if anything dive in more yeah. than you already are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is something I appreciate about when I do ask you like hey, like this is my question. You like are like, Oh, here's like, I get a comprehensive situation yeah. back that like is a long text message, yeah. but I'm like, Oh, I know everything I need to know now. Like I don't need to read the vulture article. And or- I think I'm better at deducing like maybe I think that childhood me might've been a little preoccupied with wanting other people to like something as much as me who were my friend. I think that adult me now knows like, we don't all need to like the same thing. Yeah. And also that feels important. And also like, let me be the expert in this yeah. field so that I can then come, people can come to me for totally. that. Yeah. But I, I don't spend time necessarily getting myself into scenarios where it's like, I need to convince you at all times. Like I can just like something and you can like something and we can hang out. And like, if we happen to like our, it overlaps, yeah. like that's all for the best. Um, and I feel that you can appreciate you yourself can appreciate when other people like things. Oh, Even I if you that. don't love them, you appreciate yeah. the effort. Totally. Right. Um, like I would say that like, I'm going to Beyonce in a few weeks with our friend and I like Beyonce, but she loves Is obsessed her. with Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. And would be like a member of the beehive. Like I, and I don't necessarily ever want to be at that level. Um, but I like adore, but that you she like, you're is. like game recognized game. Yeah, yeah. Like absolutely. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm excited by people who adore things as much as me. Yeah. I don't really, I actually think that that's like a really huge turnoff for me is when people don't, don't have that level. I, of I don't really know how to, I would say I just don't know how to like interact with people sometimes who like don't, if you're emotionless about pop culture and you don't have an opinion, that's like harder for me to interact yeah. with because it's like, Same. because it, it matters. And I think yeah. that both of us know that like the importance of the real housewives, like to this podcast, Could talk like, about it that, forever. and that matters yeah. to you, but also to like the culture at large. And I feel like it's very upsetting to me when people don't don't understand that. Yeah, no. <laughs> a same. movie isn't just a movie. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, Like an album isn't just an album. Well, and that's the thing is like <laughs> people draw the, from their life. Like, well, in this movie, like Kate Hudson did this, mm-hmm. so like I want to do this with my life. And you don't say like it was mm-hmm. just a movie. People like actually govern their lives that way. So yes. it like does matter. It does. Yeah, and not that we need to convince each other of that. No. But um, it's... any final thoughts? Anything else? Um, no, I think I'm. I think I'm good. You think you're good. <laughs> Um, Harry Styles, if you're listening, yeah. <laughs> like, hit me up. What's up? Like, what's, I really want to talk like, for your last record. Good. <laughs> also, release medicine on Spotify. <laughs> um, copy that. Okay, so that's a shout out. Anything else you need to tell any celebrity? No, no, I'm okay. good. Okay. Um, thank you so much for sharing your thank story you. and talking about this. I know it's very, it's a little different than the usual thing that I do, and I, I, you're. Yeah. 
thank you for doing it. And I know that thank it's you. kind of odd to like talk about, but it's, it's, I really, really loved this conversation. Like seriously, I really did. It was nice to talk about. Um, and yeah, where can people find you online? Um, my Twitter account is Sassafras and then underscore Ash. Twitter. And yep. then Instagram, they can find you at Sassafras Ash, right? Yeah, no one underscore. Word. Yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. I follow you, so you can always... Yeah. And you're in a lot of my photos, so that's they can just true, find you on mine. That, that's where. Um, I have to think about that. Everything's yeah. a variation. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, thank you so much for sharing your story. This has been so much fun. Um, yeah. You guys can find me at The Crystal Rosa. You can find me at Loud and Curious. Um, you can find the show at loudandcurious.com. And you can see um, my new blog, Intention Seeking Homebody, at attnsh.com. Um, and yeah, if you want to send me an email, it's chris at loudandcurious.com. And that's just about it. Um, follow us on Instagram so you can see Ashley and I going to more concerts hopefully soon. Um, until next time, bye. This episode of Loud and Curious was produced by me, Chris Rosa. My cover art photo and all the photos on my website were taken by Alyssa Timoteo. Cover art graphics and photo editing by Chris Moore. The boys from Remember Jones wrote and performed my theme music. Like them on Facebook and Instagram at Remember Jones. Next time on Loud and Curious. I ordered my multivitamin. What arrived was a men's multivitamin. I'm not taking a men's multivitamin. Okay, now did you order the wrong vitamin? I double checked. I did not. So you ordered the women's. Yes. Always, listen, don't charge into these laurelings yeah. with, ba- with bad with information. With bad info. Like you need to have your receipts hardcore. Have do your, your receipts. Do your research. Pre-pro. Pre-production. Because if right? they, yeah, if, if you're sitting on a chair with three legs, it's going to fall out from under <laughs> you. <laughs> it is.